Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Okay, welcome to the show today. I am excited to have this young man uh, to be here because there is a, a long story behind this, but it's a powerful story and a powerful message. Jamal, welcome to the show. Man, I am super excited, Daniel, to rock this podcast with you, man. Um, the sentiments that I'm feeling just chatting with you again is just so powerful. Um, so super honored that you would invite me on to, to hang out with you. All right. Well, I appreciate you being here. And um, before we get into the details of, of how we met and the journey that you were on, I really like to hear, I want to hear some of your backstory of how you grew up, you know, where you grew up, what life was like. Man, great story. Great, great question. So I, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, um, to a, uh, what I call it, maybe basically semi-Christian, you know, parents. My dad wasn't saved. My mom ended up getting saved right whenever I was in her belly. Um, so they got married with her being pregnant with me. Um, and she came to the Lord, you know, with me in her belly. So um, I kind of say, I led her to Jesus. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and so um, upon that, of them getting married, they both had been previously married before. Um, my mom had a previous marriage. My dad had previous marriages. And so when they got married, I think they, I would say they kind of got married with a lot more understanding of what they were getting themselves into. So we got the mature parents versus my other siblings who are stepchildren, step siblings, kind of got the learning parents. And so, um, but growing up, man, um, moved from Atlanta to Albany, Georgia, lived there until I was about seven, and then we moved to Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, once we moved to Monroe, Louisiana, that's where I began to really find my footing just as a kid. Um, and it wasn't until I would say right around the age of about 16, 15, 16, my mom had us in church every Sunday, every Wednesday. And, you know, I would definitely say I felt like I grew up a church kid, but there was still this missing link of my dad not being in church. I would say open the door for me to be a passive slash undecided Christian. Like I would say what the Bible considers um, a Christian who is, um, you know, um, what's the word? Um, lukewarm. Lukewarm. Um, mm -hmm. And I had not fully decided who I was going to be. And it really messed with my identity um, and kind of caused me to kind of just go and do nothing with my life at this time. Um, and it wasn't until I got into a relationship with a young lady, um, maybe my junior year of high school, that I began to just see this desire to be loved and a desire to love just in a way I had never felt before. And I say it like this, I fell in love with love before I fell in love with God. And this is one of the most dangerous things that can happen to any young person. And this is what happens to the majority of young people is they fall in love with the feeling of love, the feeling of the romanticism of having someone, and they don't have the maturity to handle it and put it in its proper place. Um, so fast forward to one night, me and this young lady are alone together and you can use your imagination. This is before Netflix and chill. This is like VHS and chill. Um, <laughs> and, um, and man, we're alone together and, you know, about to, you know, give up one of the most precious gifts that I believe God gives us. And, 
And man, I just had this huge epiphany moment. Like, I feel like I had an out of body experience as this is about to happen. And I felt the Lord say, Jamal, either live for me with all you have or don't live for me at all. And Hmm. man, no pastor in the room, no music, no angels coming down out of the sky, just a pure conviction of the Holy Spirit rocked me to my core. And I immediately say, hey, you've got to get out of here. Um, we, We can't do this. She leaves the room and man, from there, I just get on my face before God and I'm like, God, I can't do this alone. I don't know if you're real. I don't know if you can hear me right now. I just know what, what was just about to happen can't happen. I need your help. And man, I would say I haven't looked back from that moment. I felt the love of God surround me in a way that will forever mark me where there's no greater love than the love of Jesus. And I experienced it for myself. And that's what put me on the fast track to telling the entire world, you guys think you know God. You may know him through your pastor. You may know him through your parents. You may know him through your friends, but it's not until you know him for yourself that you truly know him. And that's when I became just the guy that was just crazy. That's me. I started a Bible study in high school, end up starting it with one class with one, like five or six kids. By the time I graduated my senior year, that Bible study had over a hundred kids attending our Bible studies. We have four different Bible studies going throughout the, you know, lunch periods, creating a whole apostolic movement. And from there it was like, okay, I'm called to ministry. And that's when I went to Bible college and spent three years at CFNI in Dallas, Texas. And man, that was my upbringing journey. Mm-hmm. I'll pause. Well, that's that's a beautiful thing, right? Love that. And uh, you always love to learn new things because we lost touch for a while and I didn't know your whole right. story, right? But I knew some of it, right? Yeah. So it's a great sharing it with the world here. Um, so tell me, um, so you had this, this moment, you were working uh, you know, a job, right? And you were making some money, right? Um, and you started down this path of, you know, wanting to go and help other people, right? Um, obviously you're helping people in the capacity of what you're doing in the church, but you just had this bigger thing you felt, I believe called to, right? Um, tell me a little bit about that, that transition piece before we even met, like what led you there, right? Around what you started doing. And I will definitely say it did not feel like a calling. It did not feel like a path or purpose. Like, bro, like if somebody was to come to me right now and say, Jamal, I've heard from God, this is your real purpose. I'd be like, okay, can you tell me? Cause what I'm doing right now, I, this wasn't a part of the plan. Like when I tell you what I'm doing right now is still a shock to me. It's still a shock to me because I would definitely say there's two words I would consider it. It's almost, it feels like an accident. And I divinely stumbled into it. I divinely stumbled into the path of God for my life. And, and so I use divine because I believe God was the one that was the leader of it, but stumbled because I wasn't looking in this direction. Um, so when you stumble, it's because you trip because you're going, your feet are going one way and your eyes are going another way. And that's what it felt like. My feet were going one way and my eyes were going down another path. So when we first started the journey of, of building our online business, I was working two jobs. I was a youth pastor at my church and I was working as a nonprofit 
program manager for an after school program, barely making it, maybe bringing in maybe a thousand dollars a month. And once I got married as a single man, that was cool, right? I had a roommate. There wasn't a whole lot of responsibilities that I had, but once I got married, I'm like, we are not going to be able to live off of a thousand dollars a month. We've got to figure something out. And that pressure is what I felt to start thinking outside the box. But it wasn't thinking outside the box to find something more purposeful than what I already was doing. It was something outside the box just to fund and support what I believe my purpose was, and which is full-time ministry. And so, um, and once we got the idea for Married and Young, we met, you know, me and Natasha, we met on Facebook. Um, we put our story up on YouTube called the Facebook Love Story. So once we did that and people began to respond, it was just this cool opportunity, still nothing that was going to be a business or something that would be the new purpose path for us, just a cool opportunity. And that's how it all began. Facebook love story on YouTube. We get the idea to help support creating a place for singles and couples to come and be encouraged that God is still doing marriage his way. And that was the beginning point. It was a blog. We launched it and no goals of it making money, no goals of it becoming something big, just simply being good stewards of an opportunity that we saw in front of us to help people. And that's how it began. Um, started as a blog, then eventually that's when a good friend of mine by the name of Mike Kim came into you know my life and he was like, yo bro, there's a huge wave happening right now online. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, man, people, are learning how to make money through digital marketing. I'm like, digital marketing? What is that? He's like, you're doing it. Like, you have it. I'm like, man, I'm blogging. <laughs> like, that's all I'm doing. He's like, yo, you can make a lot of money from this blog. And I'm like, how do you make money from blogging? And that's where he sat me down and he introduced me to the world of digital marketing. And man, um, and I haven't, I haven't looked back since. But even with us doing the you know, building married and young, I still was committed to my journey of becoming a full-time pastor at some point. Right. Okay. All right. So then you entered the world of digital marketing, not knowing that's what you were doing. Right. And ultimately that led to our paths crossing. Right. And, and, uh, um, you know, and, and for those listening to this, the, the, the power of a conversation, you never know where it's going to go. Um, but when you have that gut feeling and that gut check of like, you know, you feel in your heart that you need to have this conversation and this is important, um, you know, to see where you've gone and what you've done. Right. And we'll share this quickly here uh, in a moment, but just to see what you've done, I'm proud of the fact that I had played a small part in it. Right. And also realizing it was the gateway to, you know, you actually, you know, buckling down, going all in and, and doing the work right necessary to achieve what you've achieved. Right. Uh, with God leading the way, even if you, you know, he's, he's obviously guiding the path, even if you were running the other way. Right. So, right. So, um, so what led you so much clarity to the scripture that the Bible says it's a man that plans his way, but it's the Lord that directs his steps. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole stumbling concept. It's like, right. Hey, I was planning to go in this way, but the Lord directed me, but I always say it like this. If I wasn't going anywhere, then God wouldn't have anything to work with because he can't move something that's immovable, but he can move something that's moving. And right. when I tell you I was moving, I just needed to be shifted into a new direction. And that's what God did. Right. That's awesome. So you won this contest to get in the room with the event with Ryan Levesque, right? Yep. 
And, you know, obviously there was the opportunity to enroll in coaching back then. Right. And um, what were you just out of curiosity, because I don't remember if we talked about this, but like, you know, what were your thoughts when you first saw the amount and the investment amount um, and, you know, what was going on for you? So just to kind of give context, right. I'm in that room with all these other kind of more established entrepreneurs that Mm -hmm. all invested somewhere around $10,000 to be there that weekend. I won a contest to be able to be there. So I was there for free. Me and I think one other guy, I, I can't remember his name. I don't know if you remember. He has the True Green um, product. And so, um, and he's doing great things now too. And so we um, both were there for free um, and, you know, go through the entire weekend. I'm new to the entrepreneurship digital marketing world. So I don't know that, oh, we're all here for an opportunity to go to the next level. Right. If Ryan does his part to serve everyone in the room well, they will want to join the next level, which was a mastermind. And um, so whenever he makes the pitch at the end, I was so confused because I'm like, what is he talking about? What is he you know, what is he doing? And it wasn't until he said and the investment, guys, is regularly forty thousand dollars. But because you guys are here, I'm going to subtract it ten thousand dollars. And now it's only thirty thousand. I'm just listening. I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. I'm hearing 40,000. I'm hearing 30,000. Time out. What, what room did I just walk in? Are all y'all millionaires? And I just didn't know it. You know, so I'm just hearing this, man. And it just was such a new world for me. Um, and so I'll be honest, it, it, I immediately shut it off as mm-hmm. I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bad potential decision. I'm not ready. Um, I don't have enough built in my business to invest in it that much. And this is absolutely crazy. So I completely was cut off to the idea of doing it. And it wasn't until, um, because before I talked with you that very day, Ryan pulled me aside first Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, man, we would love to see you in the mastermind. And I was like, man, I I mean, no, I can't afford the mastermind. He's like, Jamal, like, I really believe he's like, what walking with me for a year could change the entire trajectory of your business. And I'll be there every step of the way. So just his personal belief in me opened me up to the the idea of even doing it. But at that point, I still was like, okay, the faith and the belief or the curiosity is now open, but logistically, this still doesn't make sense. And that's where you come in. Right. And that's, and that's where like, you know, obviously at these events, you know, we have conversations between everyone on the team to see who we can support, you know, who's on the edge, you know, that, that is a really a good fit. Um, and I remember, you know, everyone on the team saying Jamal cannot afford it. Right. And I said, well, let me go have a conversation with him just to see where he's at. Right. And I said, let's go grab breakfast. And here's the thing about you. Like the one key thing I always look for with people is like, you know, do you have that fire? And excitement about what you're doing and do you have something that you're really passionate about right it's obviously a key thing right if you're just in it to try and make money today probably not going to work out right um and i remember us going and having breakfast and sitting there and asking you like if, if this was you know if you had to put all this money in and you don't have the money right now you don't have the credit you don't have the stuff sitting there right to be able to enroll but you know would you be able to eat right and feed your family Right. Because obviously we don't want you to be in a position where you can't take care of your family. Right. And I remember us just talking through it. And I know I believed in you. Right. From the moment I first met you. Right. Thinking like this kid's got it. Like he's going to figure some big things out. Um, And 
realizing that we're sitting there having this conversation. And the crazy thing is, is, you know, you sit there and say, look, I'm just going to trust what you're saying and I'm going to put the deposit down and I have no idea how I'm going to figure it out. Right. And here's what's even crazier beyond this for those listening to this, like the power of this is like, I didn't even realize myself the impact that it was going to have at that moment. Right. Exactly. I saw something, but I wasn't really sure what it was yet. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, and the, and the great thing is like to see what you've gone on to do and the success you've had, the impact you've had. And like I said, I've had, you know, conversations with people that have been through your programs now and the impact that you're having, like that to me is far more rewarding than any amount of money I could make. Right. Uh, to see that, you know, the, the, the level of, of commitment you have to go out and help people is where, you know, your drive and your passion and your fire is, right? So it's exciting to, to see that. But I think like, you know, a lot of people miss that where they sign up for stuff and then they don't follow through. They don't do the work. And obviously oh. you did a heck of a lot of work that first five months, right? And that's, where, <laughs> like, and that's, where, and that's where a lot of people will definitely don't contribute, don't attribute to the process. They mm -hmm. want people to definitely give them the path. And I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. Listen to me when I say this, if you want to figure out how to sell what everybody else is giving away for free, which that's the biggest fear a lot of people have with digital businesses is why would I package up this information that you can find on YouTube, find on Instagram, find for free and sell it for a cost? Well, because what you're doing is you're taking all the fluff out and you're giving them exactly what they need for them to get to their destination as fast as possible and so in that moment for me it was okay i know where i want to be i could go try to figure this out on my own and try to go find other coaches other mentors even that time frame of doing that every single moment that i waste trying to figure out on my own trying to find somebody else to teach me or whatever is time wasted from me getting closer to the impact that i've been created to create in the world and that's the mindset of where I put the value. It wasn't on this has cost me $30,000. It's what does it cost me not to do it? And here's the other part about investing in high level programs. It wasn't just investing in my ability to, what's the word, like investing in Ryan to teach me. I was investing in my ability to go and make it happen. I was betting on myself. And I think a lot of people don't think about that whenever they invest in something. That's why everybody wants things for free. But the moment that you bet on yourself, it's like you create this inner competition with yourself in regards to like, I just paid $30,000 for this coaching program. I'm about to go ham. I'm about to unleash another level of Jamal that I've never experienced or never met before to get back more than what I just invested. Like that was what happened when I put that money down. Like my family is depending on me now. My friends are depending on me now. Like the people who need me are depending on me. It's game time. And bro, I don't think a lot of people, either they don't like the pressure or they've never had any, never put themselves in the position to feel that level of pressure. And that's what that moment did for me. That's awesome. Right. So it, it just, um, it's, when I think back to it, it's just like, for me, it's, it was mind bending until I started to see your, your results. Right. And I, I just was like, he went out and crushed it. Right. And did exactly what I thought he would do right now. Unfortunately, like you were sharing, not everybody does that. 
right? A lot of people are looking for the magic button, right? And, uh, you know, I always say, you know, Ryan has a magic system, right? Um, but you are still the magic, right? Like you have to do the work necessary to make it happen, right? So seeing you take it on and the impact you're having has been a, you know, a huge uh, part of the conversations I get to have with people in my drive. One of the main reasons, honestly, that I still work with Ryan is because I'm looking for the next Jamal, right? Where's the next Jamal? The next Jamal that's going to rise up, that's going to go out and impact lives. God has me there for a reason, right? Wow, man, that is deep. Yeah. That is absolutely deep. And that is massively encouraging to hear um, that by me being successful, it unlocked another level of clarity in your purpose mm -hmm. and motivation for why you do what you do. Um, it just shows you the power of how we're all connected um, yeah. in a way that is just scary. Yeah. And what I can say is what, you know, what you don't know is like, you know, that was the first event that I worked with Ryan. I had run the, you know, the, the master, I ran the, uh, um, uh, the launch that he did prior to that leading up to it. That was my first launch with him. And what was interesting is I had said no to that when they first offered it to me. Wow. I said, I'm not a sales guy. It's like, I'm an internet guy. I hire people for that stuff. Right. Yeah. And and, and, you know, they're like, well, just give us a chance, you know, give us a shot. We don't need a sales guy. We need somebody that understands people. And, you know, so seeing that, like, that could be the difference between like, if, if, you know, I just always think like, if I wasn't there that day, it doesn't mean that somebody else couldn't have got you over the edge. Right. But it's like the impact of the decisions we make, right. Like you were sharing earlier about, you know, sometimes you feel like you're running the other way. Right. And not in alignment with your purpose or calling. You just want to provide for your family. Right. And be there to, to take care of them. So tell me a little bit about what you got going on in the world today, because uh, I, I hear you got, you know, lots of lots of things going on. Right. And I was fortunate to run across one of your people. All right. <laughs> that yeah, led me back to you. So super cool stuff, man. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, once we got going, it initially the first brand that really kind of, I would say, became sustainable was the one university, um, which was our membership for singles, helping them to mm -hmm. find the one. You know, and we focused on that one for about for about three years, got it to about 1.3 million at its best uh, with about four 4,500 active members inside of it, mm -hmm. doing two big launches a year. And that's what kept it going. And man, I, at the end of like the year, I would say 2019 towards the middle, I just felt like there was more, you know, I'm like, God, I don't know what it is, you know. Um, and my director of marketing at the time, he was a previous, you know, business owner. He ran his own agency and he's like, bro, like, why don't we start an agency? I'm like, ah, I don't think it's an agency. You know, I, I don't think that's me. I don't know if I'm that, that kind of guy to just want to be out here working with all kinds of clients, making all kinds of crazy demands. And, you know, we're just trying to do that. And I went away with the Lord and I had this powerful revelation um, that will forever mark me. I was walking on the beach, Miami, Florida, and I'm like, God, what is it? And I had just listened to a sermon by my pastor. And in the sermon, he basically, the sermon was called a uh, womb call weeping. And he basically said, you know, you've hit your purpose when you think about something that causes you to weep. And, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm on the beach walking, listening to this sermon. And I'm like, God, what is it that causes me to weep? <laughs> you know, like, what is it that causes me to weep? And as I'm walking, praying, just, you know, honestly, just doing the thing, waiting on God to speak, know where to go. 
I just see this stadium with people in the spirit, massively with people. And then another quick picture comes and I see people lined up in the safaris. So immediately I'm thinking Billy Graham stadiums, Ron Harbanke in Africa, preaching the gospel, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And I hear in the spirit, Jamal, I'm not doing it in stadiums. Next, I'm going to do it on the internet. Now, mind you, this is before the pandemic. I have no idea that this is the pandemic is literally a, a few months away where the world will be shut down. And he's like, I'm doing it through the internet. I am calling you to build me the next great machine that will harvest souls like the world has never seen. God, I'm crying, I'm weeping, I'm thinking about whenever I was a high school teenager, preaching the gospel to all my friends, wanting everybody to experience Jesus. And I'm just like, okay, God, I'll do it. I'll build it just to see my worlds of where I started, of what initially got me excited about the purpose of God, which was to be in the center of helping as many people as possible to experience Jesus Christ. Fast forward more than 10 years later, I'm this digital entrepreneur guy who's no longer pastoring in a church that is now building automotive funnels that help people to better their life. So in this one moment, I see these two seasons of my life collide. And it all makes sense for what I'm called to do. And that's when I knew, okay, this will not be done just by me. I just knew it. I need to figure out a way to partner with other people to reach as many people as possible. So when I got back from that moment, an agency is what I originally was like, okay, maybe it is an agency that we need to partner with other people. I'm open now. God just spoke. So we get our first client and basically we get everything set up to help them launch give them the invoice, or I guess you can say the, whatever you want to call the, the fee, what it's going to cost the quote. And he's like, ah, this is too much. And I'm like, are you serious? We're about to help you make multiple six figures. How in the world is this too much? And that's when I get this idea. I'm like, man, like I'm about to treat this launch. Like it's my launch. If we could figure out a way to create a business where people, instead of them paying us, we work together, but not like a JV. JV, it's more um, you share my product and I give you a cut for the product you share versus this is more like a partnership of we're the business and you are like almost like a music label. When they find talent as an artist, they do the business, they do everything, and that artist just has to show up and be them, be an artist. So we present this idea to them. Hey, what if we do everything? We'll pay for the productions, we pay for the Facebook ads, we run the strategy, we'll pay for the creation of the product, all the things. We just need you to show up and teach and do the live launch and create the, create the product. And they're like, yeah, this sounds amazing. I'm like, but here is the percentage that we would want if it's successful. That launch goes on to make, man, over $800,000. We made a lot more money than the original quote we gave them. And that's what's led us down this path. I would say it's almost like a course publishing business model. Mm -hmm. um, instead of us going to people with book ideas, we go to people with course ideas and we take all the risk from them. 
we take all the risk on and they get a cut we get our cut and we keep the party going so so far we've done i don't know around five or six of these so far and we got five more lined up for this next year and we're still figuring it out how it all works to be honest it's it's not figured out fully we're still unlocking it as we go but i would definitely say we're reaching a lot more people than i would reach by myself right that's awesome. Right. So it's great to hear you're, you know, you're still in that, in that journey of, you know, growth and, you know, what's the next big thing that you're being called to and listening, right. And taking those steps. So, so let's talk about some of the challenges that you've faced in this journey, right. Cause a lot of people think like, Oh, I want to build a million dollar business, but they have no idea what it takes and the challenges that you face and the ups and downs and all of that. So share a little bit about that experience for you. Yeah, man, I would say to me, it's three M's that I would say are the biggest challenge. Um, number one is mindset. Um, just the sheerness of believing in yourself and knowing what's possible, exposing yourself to other people. This is where you get into the reality that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. Um, so if you're gonna be an entrepreneur, you need to get around other folks who are making some risky decisions um and who are making sure that you don't settle but you're continuing to um, make those decisions that will bring back the reward and the only way to get reward is to be risky um and so the mindset that you're going to go through something even though it may not work the way you thought it was going to work but you know how you have the ability to pull the lessons out of it is super critical and it's something that i would definitely say has been a challenge for me to continue to up level my mindset at every new level you know the phrase that there's a new every new level there's a new devil mm -hmm. and that devil is not just showing up physically to ruin your life it's really showing up in your mind it's a mental battle of can i do this do i have what it takes and am i going to continue to show up the way that i showed up previously and after getting knocked down 17 18 19 times these are the things that are challenging as i've continued to grow my business and be the husband that I'm supposed to be, the father I would desire to be. Um, it's not easy at all to continue to um, have the focused, you know, intentionality to grow in every area of your life. I would say, you know, growing in my business has been challenging, but growing spiritually has even been even more challenging because the more successful you become, I say it like this, um, success feeds your ego. It does not feed your spirit. And the more successful you become, you have to continue to intentionally humble yourself and rely on God even the more because success just shows that you have the ability, but how are you making room for God to show himself strong through you? And yes, God's given me the ability to do all that I'm doing, but at the end of the day, it doesn't take making millions of dollars to show that God is working through you. Um, God is more focused on your character, your heart posture, how you treat people, and how you're being obedient to him. So these are all the things that I would say go into that mindset piece. The number two is messaging. Um, just continuing to really know who you're serving and why you're serving them with the message that you've been called to serve in the world and how to continue to shift and change. Like my message has changed a lot since I first started. 
working with singles to now figuring out what's the new message with what I'm doing now. And that's been the hardest part, man, really continuing to refine my message, you know, from the content that I create, from the courses we create, really making sure that the content we are sharing is going to transform people's lives and not getting comfortable with the product development process, because that is the transformation that we are promising people is that when you listen to this information, it will change you forever. So just the challenge of continuing to refine my content and making sure that I am growing and not staying stagnant and saying the same things over and over and over and over, which basically comes back to really having that relationship with God that is healthy, that is um, relevant, that is real, because that's the source of revelation. My revelation comes from my connection with the Holy Spirit. And if I'm not in a good place with him, then I'm not going to be getting fresh information, fresh downloads from heaven. And that's what people are coming to me for. And number three is money, right? The management of money. Um, man, oh man, oh man. Going from the days of just can't afford a $30,000, you know, coaching program to now having now our expenses are somewhere around $150,000 a month. You know, um, it's a whole new ball game when you are carrying people's families, the pressure you have to feel, the level of responsibility, the level of, you know, just intentionality of growing and making sure you are checking every box that you need to check to ensure that you don't miss anything because one miss could cause your business to tank. So these are the things that I have to do that's been a challenging for me is the mindset, messaging, money. Love it. That was a, uh, that's a, that's a easy three day training right there. Right. Maybe we should sell that for 10 K. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, awesome, man. Well, I know, um, uh, we're coming to a close here, but I, I think that, um, the, the biggest gift that you can give the world is obviously, you know, being, uh, you, aside from this message, but you actually, uh, getting connected with some of the people that, that are going to run across this and see the power and impact, uh, that, you know, one decision could make for somebody, uh, you know, how do people find out more about you and connect with you? Great question. Please follow me at Jamal Miller on Instagram. That's where I'm showing up most these days. Um, it's a, you know, place for me to continue to connect with folks and share my message, share what's happening in my world. So follow me there. You can also befriend me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Um, but Instagram is where I'm showing up the most right now. Okay. Well, Again, my friend, thank you for taking the time to be here and sharing your message and, uh, you know, igniting, you know, a spark in people that are listening to this today. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see where God takes you. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate the help, brother. And I appreciate the support. And thank you for just being a catalyst that God can use in this world. I really appreciate it. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.